What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, IEP Army. Everything about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Dun, 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 dun! Hello. My name is Joe, <laughs> and I'm a I'm a fantasy holic. So um, we're here. We're talking game previews for Week Six. This is Offensive Points Podcast, and we thank you for listening to us. Please tweet us, get on our Discord, follow us wherever you can. It is at Offensive Points, and we are on TikTok at IDP Army. Please, the IDP Army. Excuse me. I am here with my partners, Billy and Josh, and as usual, we are excited to talk about some football, and it happens to be week six, so we're going to talk some week six football. Boys, how are you? Hi, Joe. Thanks for sharing with us today. Doing good. Uh, I was going to interrupt, but I didn't want to, but I didn't want to do that. So, no, I'm doing, we're doing great. We're ready for this week six, our first week with bye weeks, so it's a little bit of a light on the game previews, but... Uh, Ain't no lies. Aren't going to be good. Bye, yes. bye, so bye. we are for this week. We are going to be missing San Francisco, Seattle, not Seattle. I have Seattle. Is it L.A.? You don't even know Atlanta, I, New York. I know it's Atlanta, New and, Orleans, uh, Nolens, Nolens. Who just played Atlanta overseas? The Jets. The Jets. Yeah. Goddamn Jets. That's why, because nobody cares. Um, oh, gotcha. So we don't even know. That's that's the best yeah. part of this whole thing. The teams that we don't cover are not playing this week. So. No, those are the te- you got it. But you just added a couple extra in there. All right. Well, let's let's just go ahead and get on into it. I'm going to talk about the Thursday night game. And if if it's already happened, I apologize. And I hope that I was correct. 
So if you if you're listening afterwards, I just want to say. All right. So Thursday night, let me just say that I'm shocked how the Eagles game went last week. And I don't think I'm going to be shocked this time. Brady's revenge game on the Eagles. I'm not sure. I was trying to look to see if they had played each other, but I'm not sure since then. But he has had a thumb injury last time he played the Eagles, if that is true. And we'll see how it works out this time. He has a thumb. No information's out about it. It's wrapped and he's in ice all the time. And after absolutely waxing the Dolphins, let's see what he's got for Thursday night. So my start here, like every week against the Eagles, is going to be the opposing running back. Fortunately, this week and this year, Leonard Fournette has pretty much sealed himself as the running back on that team. Uh, the Eagles are the third worst rush defense in the league. And if you take out the first two because they just score a lot of points, the Chargers and the Seahawks, the Eagles are the worst. So Rojo's gone. I don't know what happened to him. Gio's still there, but I don't think this is going to really be a pass-catching game. He'll probably still have a good game, but you never know. If you own Fournette, you're starting him. I don't care unless you have obvious names where he's your fifth running back on the team. Your sit is all Eagles, except for Ertz and Devante. And yes, I'm including Hertz here. I don't I don't want to start Hertz. I have to, but in a couple leagues. But if you have to, you have to. The good news is the Bucks quarterback uh cornerbacks and quarterbacks are banged up coming out on a short week. So I think Devontae Smith is gonna get out there and his targets have just been phenomenal anyway. So I think fire him up all the time. The bad news, the rest of the defense is phenomenal. Uh with Goddard out, I think you're gonna want to fire Ertz up. Uh, and this is assuming the COVID thing happens still. Uh, if you've been trying to desperately find a tight end worth a damn, this is it right here for this week at least. No running back is worth starting as as it is forever and forever until we play the Jets, uh, which is coming up. Don't worry. And then Hurts, on the other hand, I just I just don't feel it's a good start this week. I I think you can start him every other week, and he could prove me wrong. But after playing against the Panthers line and being just constantly jostled. I think the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay line and linebackers are going to mess with him a little bit. So I get him. I get it. If you want to play him, I'm going to have to, I'm just not happy about it. So, and my stop is stop doubting Brady. Every time Brady gets injured and loses, uh, loses a down in the middle of a game or something, you're saying Brady's this or that old injured, whatever his thumb probably isn't fine. And I think that's the craziest part about this. After we learned last year that he was playing with a, what a torn MCL or whatever his knee uh, he's, he, he's fine. Maybe he's not, but he's still going to go out there and go crazy. And he's going to f- somehow pick slay apart and probably, uh, Nelson and all the safeties and everyone else. So quit doubting this man. He's going to play till he's 50. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Fair enough. No. All that's, right. So that's good. <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, I want you to, uh, board this retired Concord jet and we're going to go across <laughs> the pond to London, to Tottenham Stadium, where the home team Jacksonville takes on the Miami Dolphins. We got clear weather for this game and a 47 over under. Now, the game is at 930 Central on Sunday, so make sure your lineups are set before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning because it will start early. Uh, Tua is unclear to start this game. Um, If Brissett is the starter, Gaiseki has a great matchup. Jacksonville is 28th against tight ends. If Tua is the starter, I don't feel confident with Gaisegi because Tua does not like throwing to him. Uh, Waddle is a start either way. He's got a good matchup. Gaskin has an oddly tough matchup against Jacksonville. They are 11th on, against running backs on the year, so watch out for Gaskin a little bit. On the Jacksonville side, James Robinson is my homie for this week. Miami is 27th against backs, allowing 100 yards on average and 1.7 touchdowns. So he's going to kill it. Um, they're also getting beat by receiving back. So a couple, uh, receptions in there is not unlikely. Uh, Miami as a whole has been a very good D 
defense for fantasy purposes. So fire up your Jacksonville guys. Dan Arnold is a sneaky start in a depleted tight end pool. So he is my start of the week. We are going to sit Miles Gaskin, and we are going to stop giving our friends from London shitty football games. And Urban Meyer. Love it. Poor London. Poor London for having that um, that mess express come across the pond. No. Okay. Well, feel bad I'm, for you guys. Yeah, I definitely feel bad <laughs> too. Okay. Well, for my first game preview, I think this should have been flexed into the Sunday night football spot, but it wasn't. Um, it's Arizona versus the Cleveland Browns. So this is going to be played in Cleveland. 5-0 and versus 3-2. and Cleveland looks like a good playoff team. Arizona looks like a playoff team. So this should be a good matchup. Um, my star for this game is Arizona wide receivers. So as I went over in my minute recap in the last episode of this podcast, Cleveland secondary is banged up. And while they should be getting back, I don't think they're going to be 100%. So as long as Kyler Murray's healthy, he was on the report with a shoulder injury that he sustained this past week. He should be good to go. If he is good to go, you're firing up DeAndre Hopkins. You're firing up A.J. Brown. And I even think you're going to fire up Rondale more because I think that's how you're going to beat the Browns is through the air. And so I would just let them all go. You also should start Cleveland's running backs, but you're if you're not starting Kareem Hunt and Chubb by now, what are you doing? So my sit for this game is Cleveland wide receivers. So here, So here's the issue is that the leading receiver in a game where they scored 42 points was the tight end that scored, you know, that had 136 yards uh, receiving. Joking. Yeah. The the chief, as they call him, is back. And I, uh, I don't think you're going to start Hollywood Higgins. I don't know how you can feel confident starting Odell at this point. And until Jarvis Landry comes back, I just don't know. I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones looked all right, but you're not going to start him. So just start all your, keep all your Cleveland wide receivers on the bench. Um, and this leads me to a stop because this is also a sit. Stop trying to figure out AZ's backfield. I know that we are trying to make Chase Edmonds happen. I get it. He's had 270 yards rushing on the season. And if you took away that Rams game where he had 120 yards, it's only been 150 yards rushing total in four games. That's not great. That's not something that you're looking forward to. Um, Brown's defense has only given up 75 yards rushing per game. Eckler obviously is the outlier to every other team that they face so far. Um, and if we want to go through the Arizona running back finishes by like by rushing yards, you have Chase Edmonds first week, Chase Edmonds second week, James Connor third week, Chase Edmonds fourth week. Rondale Moore was the leading rusher this past week. So I'm just saying. I know that we're trying to make Chase Edmonds seem like he's great. I'm going to go ahead and leave him on my bench this week because the Browns defense is good against running backs. What happened with Eckler is that was bizarre. That whole game was bizarre. The fourth quarter, he scored three touchdowns. That's never going to happen again. I'm going to guarantee it. All right. Edmonds has one bad week, and you just immediately go to that. He's had one good week. He's had all decent weeks. Okay, well, and I'm glad PPR, that you're starting a decent wider. I'm glad you're starting a decent running back while your team's probably like middling three and two or two and three. I'm, I'm just telling you, 14, this week 11, would not 13, be the week I would start him. 18. 
I'm just saying last week was a trap game against San Francisco. Their defense is freaking ridiculous. And Cleveland's defense just let up like 7,000 yards to Justin Herbert. I'm firing up Chase Evans. Don't listen to me. Okay. So I was listening to the great Jeff Manns the other day, and he referred to James Conner as the fantasy CEO, which I thought was hilarious. The whole premise is the rest of the team does all the work. And then he just comes in at the end and scores a touchdown and makes all the money. So exactly right. great nickname for him on there. It Fucking is James Conner. Well, you know that James Conner is not going to have a good game and Chase Evans is going to catch seven balls. You know what I mean? I just feel like you're getting, you you're know, getting Eckler was having a bad game through three quarters, right? I do get that, but I'm just and then saying all hell broke loose in the fourth quarter. Like that's the only reason he had a good game. Yes, I imagine. But I'm just saying, I like, I like it every time. Every time you talk about your team, you get too excited. I at least gave you valid people not to play, but to be fair, the Eagles are easy. I did say not to play. I said not to play Cleveland wide receivers. That was I'm say. so done with Cleveland wide receivers. All right, anyway, on to a good old AFC West matchup and the fight for number two, Las Vegas and Denver. And I hope you disagree here something with, with something I say, Billy. Um, after both teams barely showed up in their game last week, I think that both these teams come out with a vengeance. Uh, the Raiders obviously have something to prove here with the new head coach. So I think Vegas has the stars and Jacobs is at least back to his mediocre self. So, I mean, you, you got that there. Denver on the other hand has a lot of injuries mounting up. So, and not utilizing their stars well, other than one good game with Sutton. So my start here and yes, the, the, the Broncos are good against tight ends statistically and haven't really played any good ones either to be fair, but Darren Waller is about to have a monster game. I think the new regime is going to come in and throw the ball to Darren Waller. They saw what he did week one and hasn't done since because they're not giving him targets. Like anyone getting cute and thinking you picked up Dalton Schultz or Knox and they've been doing better lately, you're starting Waller, whether it's in your flex or what. You can start both of them for all I care. I don't care. Um, I just – I'm thinking they're going to they're gonna realize that this is the guy to play, and they'll have to put either Justin Simmons or Alex Johnson on him. And I think neither one of those are valid options to cover Darren Waller. I think they're both good players. I just think unless they put both of them on them and then they open up the game for the run games, which they can't do because Jacobs will make, make them burn if Waller's running 20 hours on the field. So Bradley uh, Chubb should be back this week, by the way. Do you think Chubb will be going against him? No, no, no. I'm just, just saying, in general for the, okay. for the run for the run game. Bradley okay. Chubb might be back. this. Yeah. Week. I just feel like you, you have to, you, you have to put someone on Waller, and I don't think either one of them. Like, I get it. I like both those guys. They've both been doing great. But anyway, my sit here is Melvin Gordon, and I don't think this is a surprise at this point. Um, you're seeing more and more explosion by Javante Williams. I'm not necessarily saying Javante Williams is going to have that breakout game, but I think we're going to start seeing that shift to Javante being the lead back. We saw some explosion from him last week, and I don't think this is a split backfield anymore. This has always been the plan, and I think now that you're you know in that situation where buys are coming up, and if you have to start one of these guys, I get it. Um, Javante's my man. I'd, I'd want him over Gordon at this point. If I had to start one, I'm not excited about either though. Um, and then my stop is stop getting excited about these two teams players. And this goes for myself <laughs> as well. All around, just all around. Both of these teams have many players that are just going to be hit and miss. And that's just, okay. That's fine. Sutton. We realized this was Sutton, Waller, Jacobs, rugs. They're all going to have their big games. They're all going to have their bad games. Javante and Melvin Gordon, add them in there. You can't be mad if you bench them. You can't be mad if you start them because you don't know if you were going to get that or not. That's it. I don't, it seems right. I mean, it's a very brave play to say to start Darren Waller, but you know, I just, I feel like the new regime, like I said, I, I always like buying in on 
new regimes because you never know what's going to happen. And they saw what happened week one when they give them 19 targets. Why the hell wouldn't you? No one else is doing it. Like Brian Edwards, Ruggs, Renfro's doing okay. I liked when they were throwing it to Zay Jones. And like, you know, I think they should just use the breadth of weapons that they have. I mean, they I wouldn't should. start any of them, but I think that was the formula that was working. It really was. Zay Jones caught that touchdown to win the game. I mean, mm-hmm. against Baltimore, that was, was that, that was a fun two? game. Yeah, it feels like a million years ago. Now, it really but. does. I, honestly, it's just really sad because they played really good those first three games against good teams for the most part. Yeah, Denver on the other back on track. Yeah, they were once two, three, and no teams. So we'll see what happens. I think Denver is going to light the Raiders up. Um, the The defensive line is going to light Derek Carr up. I should say their line sucks. The Raiders do so. Watch Derek Carr fall on his ass a lot that game. I imagine. I I, yeah. I, mean, I completely agree. Anyone who was really excited about Carr week after week two and started in week three, I'm glad you got that out of out, out for you. After this, yeah. you kind of screwed. All right, all right, Joe. Guys. What do you got? We're gonna get off our bar stool at Juno's East and walk down Lakeshore Drive to Soldier <laughs> Field, where it will be a sunny 69 degrees on nice. Sunday. Nice. For the Packers Bears. Oh my god, the the over under on this game is 44 and a half. This is the rivalry. I live for this shit. It explains why I'm always depressed, or at least a lot during football season, because <laughs> Green Bay has a way of just dominating us. But this week, this week will be different. So can Chicago keep their momentum going to this game against the Packers, who did everything they could to hand Cincinnati the game last week? Um, I expect Crosby to continue to struggle because that was atrocious. But Nagy and company are not unleashing Justin Fields yet. And I think Rodgers and Green Bay are going to make the rookie throw the football this week. Uh, we got a 50-50 yes, split please. pretty much uh, on the total between Damian Williams and Cleo Herbert. Now, it, Cleo Herbert's more of the pounder to finish the game out. But Williams is a starter, so I am more than happy to start him this week. Um Let's see. Mooney is another one of my starts with Jerry Alexander on IR and a Rob actually popped up as it did not practice today. So that is something to monitor. Um, another so, reason to hate him. Yeah. Even more is going to funnel through Mooney on this offense. Justin Fields loves him. He throws a good deep ball. I, I think Mooney is going to have a big game. Um, Adams does not have to worry about shadow from Jalen Johnson. They line him up all over the field. So you're starting Devontae. You're starting Aaron Jones. Dylan has shown he's very startable. They seem to seem to like switching it up there. So pretty much starting everybody except for the tight ends here. Um, those are my uh, those are my only. Are only there tight, real are there, are there tight ends on either one of those teams? We haven't heard much from them all year. So that's my sit and my stop for this game is please God, you stop always letting Green Bay win this game. <laughs> my knee. My knee. Bears win overtime. Wow. What a proclamation you have there. I hope it goes to overtime. I got a lot of Bears playing this week. That would be great, I think. Um, wow. Okay. Good luck to your Bears, Joe. I'm rooting for them. Thanks. I'm man. rooting. I'm rooting for I'm rooting to be wrong about Justin Fields. I would love to say <laughs> that I'm wrong and are right wrong really in three weeks when he finally does good. Then you will. <laughs> yeah, just put a pin in that one. All right, so I'm going to get on to the actual Sunday night football game. I think it should be Cardinals-Browns, but it is actually the Seahawks versus the Steelers. The Geno Smith versus Ben Roethlisberger. If if Ben Roethlisberger is healthy enough, I don't know. There's a lot of ice packs on that, man. Good point, but he's going to be battling through it. My start for this game is Pittsburgh wide receivers. 
Juju Smith-Schuster, out. Deontay Johnson, in, as well as Chase Claypool. James Washington should also get some run. It might be a good DFS play this week, just saying, but we'll see. Seattle's defense is terrible. I don't know what in the world has happened to that secondary. You'd think between Jamal Adams, what they paid up for him, and Diggs in the back and as well. Not the good one, apparently, that's in Dallas, but the other one. Quandre, Quandre has actually played pretty valiant. He has, but the defense, the, the secondary has not been good. So start your wide receivers for Pittsburgh. They're going to be in for a good day, and you should do well if you have Claypool or Deontay Johnson. My sit for this game is whatever Seattle running back is playing. So Chris Carson's dealing with a neck injury that he sustained last week. Alex Collins finished it out. Pittsburgh has been pretty decent against the run so far. Alex Collins versus Pittsburgh defense. Now, here's the thing. He might fall into the end zone for a touchdown, and that's what you're hoping for if you're starting Alex Collins. I'm just saying maybe pump the brakes on hoping that you're going to win your week because of Alex Collins because I think that defense is going to provide enough stoppage to make sure that that doesn't happen they're gonna make you throw exactly which leads to my stop is trusting seattle who the hell knows what geno smith's going to be capable of he looked like a really good competent quarterback last week to end in that game is or is that the geno smith we're going to get this week world may never know so you know obviously you're starting dk you're t- starting Lockett, you're going to start gerald everett I'm just saying, you know, if they have a bad week, don't say that nobody warned you. That's all I'm saying. So, Can you imagine going into Sunday night potentially to win the game and you have DK Metcalf and he puts up three and all you needed was 10? That's a genius. Because I, right I could see that. I mean, honestly, let's be real. He'll probably throw to DK because the dude's a monster. But even Lockett, you know what I mean? Like, I need yeah. five points and you get one catch for two yards. And you're like, ah! Yeah. That's going to be a rough one. That's going to be a rough watch, I think. I think that that's going to be low scoring and not a lot of fun. But that's just me. All right. Second week in a row, in my opinion, I don't actually know what happens. I don't know what constitutes the America's Game of the Week, but I think this is America's Game of the Week. Los Angeles Chargers versus Baltimore. Undisputed best game of the week. Cowboys Patriots. Come on, man. Uh, ew, really? Exactly. exactly, exactly. Is it really? I'm dead serious. That's so dumb. This is the best game of the week. All right, anyway, in <laughs> case you're wondering or if you know you had one of these two quarterbacks, you're going to you're going to start them. And if you're me, you're starting Herbert, okay? Stop getting fucking cute. Um and I don't know, obviously, you know Lamar's good too or whatever. Um my start is can I just say everyone like honestly i don't think there's a, a a person that you even think about that's you know you're like ah, i yeah i might not start eckler this week but mike will keenan allen eckler mark andrews marquise brown you're starting all of them you're starting both these quarterbacks you're not you're not sitting any of these people it's going to be high powered both these defenses actually aren't bad they've just played really bad because they well they're not that bad let's put it that way they're not as bad as their stats show but um, yeah, no. And honestly, DFS, like if, or not DFS, but, uh, IDP, if you can start any of the defensive players in this game, they're going to get a lot of tackles. They're going to get some interceptions. They're going to get some passes defended, some sacks. It's going to be it. The offenses are just going to be throwing the ball all game pretty much. Um, so yeah, you can't sit anyone in this game that you aren't, we're, we're even thinking about. So I sit though is Baltimore running backs. And I don't think that's really a gimme. Uh, we kind of talked about this in the last previous pod. Uh, yeah, just there, there's no one there. Um, I, Jackson's their running back and they don't really have anyone called up running back. So just start them or sit them. Sorry. Apologies. Do not start them. My apologies. Lat Murray's the best one. If you're really desperate, but I, I'm, I'm not feeling it. Tyson Williams. We already talked about just drop them. 
my stop here, stop underrating Herbert. I think it's too late. And I feel like everyone now realizes that after last week, but this dude is a top five quarterback and I'm happy to see that he's playing like it. Uh, after last week, that was wild. Sorry for you, man. Um, is that two as he's the number two quarterback? I think, I think he's number two. Okay. I mean, honestly, I, I, I knew he was up there. I didn't know he was that good. I mean, I would say at least in the conversation with Josh Allen and Mahomes, but, or even Murray, I don't know. It's hard to say, but this dude literally just slings the ball and he knows how to do it. And he finally made Mike Williams fantasy relevant. And is that a feat more than anything? Sorry, Joe. He had the talent for it, man. He salvaged his career. He really did. Yeah. He owes him a, a nice big gift basket for that. I need but to yeah. get do you know the producer Mike Will made it? Mike to, Will made it. I, I that's actually to, how I typed that's how I typed I it up get, on I need to get his tag and every time we mention Mike Will, we can put that. Mike Will made it. We really do actually need to get that. All right, we need to start we need to have a conversation about tags we need in here. Yeah. But anyway, anyway let's get back out of the pod. Go Joe. All right, guys, we're going to go down to North Carolina where Minnesota is playing the Panthers. Again, we have a clear day. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good weather day for America uh, on this week. Um, 46 is the over-under on this one. The big story in this game is the running backs. Uh, Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey are both iffy to play. We don't really know if they're playing or not. They both log limited practices. Based on the news, I think McCaffrey goes and Cook sits, um, but definitely something to monitor. Uh, we got both high-powered offenses here, so I think it's going to be a really entertaining game. Uh, if McCaffrey plays, he will absolutely roast Minnesota, who is ranked 21st against running backs. And uh, we, so I got, I'm going to pause for a second. You know those old Western doors where the cowboy would walk in and they would just swing back and forth like this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now picture that in a Vikings uniform. This is Breland on the back of it. Oh, so, gotcha. All right, cool. So he's he's the cowboy door, right? DJ Moore is going to line up against him all game and absolutely roast him. So definitely starting him in DVS, uh, DFS. Um, if Dalvin Cook plays this week, you are playing him. But Alexander Madison has a really difficult matchup. Um, Carolina is number one against running backs. So if Cook's not playing, I don't really feel confident in that running game. Um, but it should be a good one. So both QBs are starts. I think both QBs are going to be fine. Um, we're going to start. Adam Thielen here. I know it's been rough the past couple of weeks, but he's going to get it back on the tracks this week. We're going to sit Robbie Anderson. He's given us absolutely nothing. And we are going to stop not giving Justin <laughs> Jefferson 20 targets a game because he is too damn good not to do that. Just too good. So I think Carolina wins this one. Minnesota is going to keep falling down the path of sucking. So it'll be fine. Wow. Dude, hopefully, I feel so bad for Minnesota too. Because even Sam Darnold, big bounce back. Hopefully, yeah, Madison's filled in so well, and like they still suck. I can't believe they beat the Lions last week. It was so bad. Yeah, a couple of bad beats for the Lions. Dude, I feel so bad for the Lions. <laughs> I, 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 I don't even know what you do, and I, I, I honestly, they can't fire Dan Campbell because of that. He's played so well. Dan I mean, Campbell actually made a lot of good coaching he cried. decisions in the last game. He cried game. in the in the press conference, man. Like, he made he a lot of good coaching beat. decisions last game. It just didn't work out in his favor. Okay, well, actually, that's actually my next game. Cincinnati versus Detroit. So I think this is kind of like the lovable underdog bowl. Cincinnati, lovable underdogs. Detroit, lovable underdogs. And, you know, you, they can't both win the game, but... I think we're all kind of hoping Detroit can finally pull it together. 
However, my start for this game is Joe Mixon. Detroit has not been really that great against the run. And Joe Mixon coming off an injury looked okay, even hurt last week. Samaj P. Ryan's on the COVID list, so he should not be playing. Captain America should be backing him up. We'll see. But I'm going to go ahead and throw Mixon in. I think this is a good week for him to get going. Um, and I think that you're going to win this game on the ground and not as much through the air. My sit for this week is Boyd. So Detroit's been actually weirdly good against wide receivers this year. I don't really know why. The secondary is not very good. And they're missing their oh, – I think it was their first pick last year. I forgot what that guy's name is. Okuda. Okuda, yeah. It was addition by subtraction. It really – I'm not lying. It was. like yeah. they're, the, the secondary for Detroit is kind of cooking a little bit. Their defense has actually been pretty good. And so I'm going to sit Boyd. You start, you still start Higgins. You still start chase because I don't think you're going to have a better option. And I still think they could eat, but I think I'm going to leave Boyd out of it. I'm also going to downgrade, but you can't not start Hawkinson. Um, I don't know whether Cincinnati's good against tight ends or not. They're currently ranked like fourth against tight ends, but they also have not played a good tight end. So is it that they're good against tight ends or is it that they haven't played one yet? So we'll see what happens. But if Hawkinson has a bad game, I think you're going to kind of know why. And my stop is Detroit, stop crying. You're fine. The team looks fine. You've lost on a miracle kick, miracle. And then you did everything right last week and just lost a bad beat against Minnesota. I think the future actually kind of looks bright in Detroit. And I think that they need to chill. I've seen mock drafts where they like need a quarterback. I don't think so. I don't think a quarterback's what they need. They need a number one wide receiver and a few pieces on defense, a pass rusher, and a couple other things. I think this is a fine team. They're 0-5, I get that, but better days ahead, I think, in the future. Not this year, but in the future. I, I think it's a good good football team. Yeah. My, my dad sincerely thanks you for that. Um, naturally, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, their offensive line looks great. I guess I should say unnaturally. I usually disagree with you. <laughs> uh, but no, their offensive line looks great. Swift looks great. Hawkinson is kind of banged up right now, and I feel like he's going to be good at some point. I don't know. Hopefully again. Golf doesn't look bad. No, I Golf honestly doesn't, look, doesn't look bad. I would not. I don't think they need to be in the quarterback market. In this they draft. have no wide receivers, and Golf's still putting up almost fantasy exactly. relevant You need numbers. wide receivers, and you need um, just defensive players. Like, you just need pass rush. Yeah, agreed. Um, well, let's get on to America's game of the week. <laughs> Dallas versus New England. Um, I just personally feel, and this might just be my Eaglesness coming out, but I feel like Dallas is due to implode soon. I just personally, who feel better? Coming, huh? I do. And who better would it be to do it against than Bill Belichick? They probably won't. I'm calling Dallas to win this game easily. Um, I mean, that defense couldn't even stop Davis Mills last week. So New England against Dak Cowboys are probably just going to feast all over them. But um, my start here is surprise, surprise Hunter Henry from new England. I think he's finally going to do it. I think he's finally going to have a good season as long as he can stay healthy, stay healthy. That I personally, key. I personally, yeah, and I personally thought it would be Johnny. I think we all did. I think we all kind of agreed that it would be Johnny on this team, uh, but it appears to be Henry right now and back to back weeks with a touchdown. I feel like he's due for another, uh, a game in which Dallas is probably going to score a lot of points. They're going to have to keep up. And Mac Jones got some grit to him, man. 
he he'd been fighting. He's been fighting, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do here. Um, I think Hunter Henry's probably going to draw Keanu Neal, but I think uh, Johnny running routes over there too. I don't think Keanu Neal can just focus on one of them because obviously they're both rows, so it just depends on what side they line up on and what Keanu Neal feels comfortable with or who the matchup is at the time. Uh, my sit here is Mr. Jacoby Meyer, and I hope I'm wrong, but he still doesn't have – he still hasn't caught a touchdown in his career. He has technically thrown <laughs> He has thrown some. And this will not be that game. I don't think he, I don't think he, I don't think he catches this one. Um, and I, I, I mean, he could have some yards and stuff, but I think Trayvon Diggs is just going to take this man and eat his lunch. I think it's going to be a Kendrick Bourne Henry game. I'm not saying don't start Kendrick Bourne. Please don't. I don't trust that. Um, but Trayvon Diggs has looked like an animal and I'm terrified to start anyone who's playing against that man right now. And my stop is with Cooper. Just stop. Everybody stop. All you Cooper owners getting upset about the way he's been playing and keep thinking that he's, but he's always wide receiver eight on the year every year. Like why isn't he wide receiver eight right now? I was like, you guys forget every year. This man will go score zero points one game and then he'll score 50. This might be Cooper's game to score 50. You never know. Cause it's, it's Amari Cooper. He could do it against the best corner in the league. He could do it against Trayvon Diggs If they weren't on the same team, just stop being disappointed and thinking, Oh, poor me with Amari Cooper. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Allen. Oh, he only scored 14 <laughs> points. <laughs> it's Amari Cooper. You you realize you guys you guys get three 30-point games per year. That's it. And then sometimes you might get a zero. That's just Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb's going to take over this job. We talked about that before the year. Not the job, but just in general, the number one on the team. Just, just chill. <laughs> poor Allen. Fuck Allen. He beat me last week. <laughs> <laughs> Andy was bitching about Amari. Man, Andy that's... bitched about Amari. My, uh, my, my keepers are trash. God, that is peeing on a dead body right there. Dude, right? <laughs> it was before it was before freaking Mark Andrews scored 55 points or whatever the hell he scored. <laughs> that's nuts. All right. All right. Get it, Joe. All right, guys. We're going to trot on down to Nash- Nashville. <clears throat> Nashville. Where Tennessee <laughs> is taking on Buffalo on Monday night. Um, we got a clear day again, beautiful weather day. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Vegas has this game at 54 on the over under there. Now, God damn, did Josh Allen not prove himself to be a bad MF against the chiefs last week. There's a new favorite in the AFC. The crazy thing is, is he's throwing it to everybody, not just Stefan Diggs, and not even hurdling Diggs. Not even. Yeah. Two passes last. He's week. not even wide receiver. A, a wide receiver two right now. Yeah. I did call that, by the way. I just, you know, nothing. Oh, going. Jesus Christ! He's out there hurdling people. At the end of the game, well, they don't even need to be hurdling people because the game's out of reach. That's how you get a team behind you. So the Bills are absolutely rolling right now. Uh, Tennessee's really struggling with that line. Um, they should be getting Julio back this week. He's been practicing, so it looks good. But they will need him and AJ Brown to have a big game if they have any hope of beating these Bills here. So. The Bills rotate their defensive line constantly, and they're always fresh, and they are just going to be gunning for Tannehill this whole game. So Greg Rousseau absolutely looks awesome. He had that pick last week. Jerry Hughes looks good. It's going to be a nightmare for Tannehill up there. So the Bills are actually top five still against every position, and I expect Derrick Henry to have his worst game in recent memory. So moving to the other players, Singletary and Moss are desperation flex plays for me at this point. Dawson Knox has been coming on strong, um, but Tennessee really, he, they're number four against tight ends on the year, which is kind of a crazy stat to me. 
Um, so Dawson Knox is going to be my sit this week. Um, my starts, you kind of have to start AJ Brown and Derrick Henry, but it, it's going to be tough sledding. It's not going to be pretty, um, but we're going to start all the bills here. And then uh, will Tennessee just stop pushing your head further up your ass here? You know, you have an issue with this line. You have to be attempting to fix it. They just go in each and every week with the same problem and they don't seem to be doing anything to attempt to fix it. There's a ton of guys in free agency that you could sign. Do some work, please. That's all I ask you. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I, I think this is probably going to be, and I know last year we had a pretty bad division winner that made it to the, the playoffs. I think this one might be worse this year because Houston's bad. Jacksonville's bad. Just put them off to the side. You got a one and four Indianapolis team. And then what are the, the Titans are three and two, but should they be like, that's the thing they lost to the jets. I don't know. Did you see the spread for that game's only five and a half? Yeah. Buffalo is only going to win by five. Buffalo is going to win by 21. I know what, like what is Vegas doing? Like that's, that line is so strange. You got to throw some fun ones out there for you to have, you know, I know it's, it's begging you to take the bills. It's almost like they know something like, Josh no. Allen has COVID or something like it's something suspicious going on there. All right. Well, I'm going to go on to a great AFC South battle, Houston versus Indianapolis. Um, start for this week is actually Wentz and Michael Pittman Jr. So Michael Pittman has actually come on to look like what we, what was said to be Michael Pittman. He, uh, I think he's a wide receiver two right now. I think he's like wide receiver 20, three or four right now. And he's looked solid. He's been solid this entire year. Wentz clearly likes him. And so I think they, they just keep the ball rolling there. I know it's usually in these weird division battles that something strange happens, but I think you can count on Wentz and Pittman this week. My sit for this week is Hines. So they've kind of phased Hines out a little bit from the offense. It's it, I'm not really positive why, because – you know, they haven't really ever been. I mean, last this past week, they were winning against uh, Baltimore pretty handedly. And then, you know, Indianapolis stormed back. But even so, Hines isn't really getting that much, didn't get that much work when you think that he would based on somebody who just got a three year contract extension. So my sit is going to be Hines. I think Houston's actually not that bad against the run. So. I think that they're going to be able to keep Hines at bay, and I think Indianapolis is going to be winning the game, so they're going to be using Jonathan Taylor. And my stop is stop doubting Indianapolis. I think they might be all right going forward. I'm not worried about Indianapolis that much. They looked solid against Baltimore. They've had some weird, shitty games. I'm not going to make them seem like they're, you know, they are one and four, so it's not like they've done really anything that makes you confident in them, I guess. But I just think, you know, they haven't really been blown at any of their games. Their worst loss was by 10. They, you know, I think they could do something here. I 100% agree with you, Billy. Like, 100%. Honestly. And also, 100%. just to just to note this, just in case Frank Reich's listening or anyone in the Indianapolis organization is listening, just keep, keep Wentz in there. I don't care how bad he does. If he does bad, <laughs> keep him in there for at least 75% of the snaps or 70% if you they're turn close. They're so close. 
I think, honestly, I think they'll be fine. I think the team, I think Frank Reich's a genius. He's a very smart guy. He knows what he's doing. Yes, there's going to be times where he messes up and whatnot. But um, All right, now, now let's just talk about this. The Rams and the Giants. Can this I should... stop you on the Rams real quick, Josh? Yeah, yeah. oh, please do. Honestly. I just want to say, so hypothetically, and I can see this happening, this is why Jonathan Taylor wasn't in my DFS thing, is I think if Indianapolis gets a big lead in this game, they're going to throw it to Mac to close it out, to showcase him because they're trying to trade him. And oh, that's I like completely my one, agree. Yeah, that's like my one fear of Jonathan Taylor this week. So I just wanted to add to that a little bit for anyone expecting a monster from him this week. As a Jonathan Taylor owner, you're still starting him, obviously. But, yes, absolutely. Know. But yeah, in DFS, I completely agree. And honestly, I could, they've been they've been showcasing matches a little bit more and more each week. And that's why Heinz has been phased out, which is really sad. And it's not even... I think they're going to trade Mac probably next week after they showcase him a little bit more. And they're like, oh, man, that Achilles healed up good. He's fine. Yeah. November 2nd is the trade deadline. Everyone out there listening. So got a couple more weeks, but could be yep. as early as next week. All right, Joe, thanks for interrupting me because seriously. You're welcome. This should just be a gross game all around. Rams, Giants for football not for and kind of for fantasy as well honestly um the one thing that this game might be good for is finding out exactly who Tony is um and if he can really be the guy here uh we're not sure if Slayton and Shepard are going to come back i feel like one of them probably will um and then with all the entirety of the giants hurt we'll see who actually plays it appears as of right now Saquon and Galladay are not playing i believe that to be the case and Daniel Jones Shepard and Slayton will be kind of late week solutions so um monitor that severely i mean honestly i i could see if shepherd plays or slayton plays you know to start one of those guys if you needed to for flex plays or for bye weeks but that's not my start by the way uh my start is daryl henderson and sony michelle the running backs for the, the rams um yeah you're starting him anyway i get it it's the giants and they've kind of been good against the run here and there um so i just have a feeling this gonna be a breakout game for henderson if the game stays close uh he's been a model for consistency and this game is probably going to get out of hand fast. So the problem with that is, is Henderson could break out or they could go up and they could toss two touchdowns to Cooper Cup. Then Henderson can get a touchdown and he's out of the game because they're up 29 to zero. So depending on what happens with Daniel Jones, that, that's really the main key here. Um, I just, I would honestly, like I said earlier, I'd start both of these people, Daryl Henderson and Sony just on the off chance that if you're, if you're desperate, I'm in, I'm desperate in a couple leagues. If I had him, I'd totally start him. My sit here is actually Tony. I want him to be the real deal. Uh, I just feel like there's too many factors going into this. That scares me. Uh, he looks great. If Daniel Jones doesn't play, I think you don't even think about any giants player, except for maybe Booker. Um, if Shepard and Slayton don't play, sure. Play him. If it makes you feel good, you know, he's the only wide receiver out there. He'll probably do something at least, but I feel like they'll realize that and, key in on him so i just ramsey's gonna be all over him all night I'm, I'm a little terrified of it i just i don't know i'm not excited about it this week i'm excited about tony as a player i just feel like if you picked him up on waivers don't get excited right now my stop is my stop is just just don't watch this game i get it's a noon game and you're you're gonna watch it but i feel bad for the people who like are have cable and can only watch the giants versus the rams at 12 o'clock there's actually there should be a three o'clock game on so go flip over to that um and hopefully if you're at b-dubs and it's it, it's on like at the, in the corner screen over like where bowling and golf and ultimate frisbee go 
like just just watch those instead hopefully that's on the other side and you can watch those because honestly i'd rather watch that than this and i get it if you have you know cooper cup or woods or whatever well then just watch the first half because i don't think you'll get much else out of that but Hmm. i just i'm not excited about this game at all if you can't tell i haven't called a single game today i'm gonna call this one just to be sure the rams win wow okay survivor pool pick dude if you have a survivor pool pick (laughs) please pick them It's a ballsy choice taking the Rams there. I know, I know. I don't want to get. I don't want to be too much of a homer here, but uh, they used to be in St. Louis, and we're gonna get the Chargers soon. So, all right, Joe. Speaking of St. Louis, we're gonna take the team from the other side of the state as they travel to D.C. to take on the football team. Um, sunny, good weather. Fifty-five and a half over under. So it's gonna be Vegas (laughs) thinks it's gonna be high scoring. But here's what I think. I think the football team is about to walk straight into a hornet's nest in their own stadium. It's going to be bad. The Chiefs were absolutely embarrassed by Buffalo on Sunday night, and I expect a ton of points in this game and would comfortably smash the over at 55 and a half. There are going to be so many fantasy points in this game. Kelsey had a stinger, in quotation marks, that seemed to have left him not knowing where the hell he was. So it's a pretty odd symptom for a stinger. Um, I'm assuming he's good to go and he's going to play, but monitor the reports in case something pops up later in the week. Tyree kill is absolutely going to shred the defensive backfield here. Antonio Gibson and scary Terry on the other side have great matchups. And I expect a ton of points there. And the chiefs and the Redskins are both bottom of the league in defense. They're horrible football. Team. They are giving up so many points. It's like Michael Jordan, and the 96 bulls playing a high school team in this game. There's going to be points everywhere. And just just enjoy it. Just sit there and watch your fantasy team score a bunch of points. You are starting everyone. You are sitting no one. And my stop is probably a little controversial right now, but but stop worrying about the Chiefs. They're they're going to figure it out. I mean, they're way too talented. Andy Reid's too good of a coach. They look broken right now, but this is a get right game, and they are going to wax that ass on the on the uh, the football team. They have a baby soft schedule coming up, so yeah. they better get right. I completely agree. I'm I honestly I thought I, I don't I had a dream, I guess, that I had stopped out in Mahomes in my stops. I probably already did this before, but everyone is so worried about Mahomes and so worried about the Chiefs. Like he's human. Like he yeah. can lose games. Like, do, do people not realize this? Like we well, it's the first time we've ever seen the, it. The problem is their team's not good enough to beat good football teams, and that's where we've we've never seen that before. But the thing is, is they're they're. I mean, as of right now, they're healthy. Like, I mean, Edwards Hilaire being out doesn't really hurt them, honestly. Yeah. I mean, what happens when they're not healthy? Like, oh no, no, I already called that in the beginning of the season. If one of them goes down, it's rough. Like, especially Mahomes, obviously. But in general, like mahomes is gonna come out there like the bills are a good football team the the fact that the bills hadn't beaten mahomes or josh allen hadn't beaten mahomes was wild like they're a great football team like they deserve to beat the Chiefs. bills are the best team in the league they're a great team i i those are the best i cannot wait to see the bills play the chargers in the honestly i i I wouldn't say they're the best team they are one of the best teams best team i think they're the best team unless the eagles beat tampa bay they are oh for god's sakes I'm not saying the Eagles. I'm saying Tampa Bay is the best. Oh, team I'm saying, unless no, the Eagles God, beat no. them. What are you talking about? That team is nobody in the stupid. NFC. Like maybe the Cardinals, but like nobody in the NFC is. The Cardinals good. look pretty silly too. The Bears got them in three weeks, man. 
Brady's going to be like this again. Like, hey, Joe, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I've told you this, but I appreciate you guys for breaking the Raiders because we play them next week. And I'm yeah. really looking forward to it now. It's cool. We just confused them. They're like, wait, this is a football team we're playing against. Oh, yeah. It's like, I thought weird. these guys sucked. I was told they sucked. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it for the game previews this week. You know, we did two, two games short. So we're nice and. Nice and easy week. Uh, the Blues play the Avalanche on Saturday on ESPN Plus. I don't, I don't have anything to game preview there, but uh, let's go Blues! Get, get the cheer. champs. Cheers oh, to that to everyone out into the uh, audience. Let's go Blues! So nice. That's that's, that's glaring so, all over it, but I assume it's Bennington because I see the goalie pass. That's yeah, Bennington. I'll turn my light off. So. Oh, now the computer glare. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> we get it. We get it. The blues. Go blues. Actually, yes, you blues. Know, I, I didn't even think about it. Hey. I haven't completed this wall yet. So I have my Bennington jersey up behind me. All right. So follow us at Offensive Points on Twitter. Follow us at Offensive Points on TikTok. Uh, get in the Discord. Buy the, what was it, the Ultimate IDP Index. Buy the Ultimate Dynasty Index. Um, our boy Caleb has worked really hard on that. It's a very useful tool as well. Um, follow all of us on Twitter at Josh Hall at OP Economist at Ombre Vendor. Shout us out, talk shit on us. I don't care, dude. Honestly, please talk shit on me. I'd love it. Yes, we would love it. Also, if you also another place you could talk shit, the reviews of this podcast. If you're on Apple Music, if no, you're no, on... no, 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 no. Give us good reviews and then well, talk give us shit five us stars, Twitter. but then talk shit like that's all right. Good. That's cool. Give us five yeah. stars and then say your worst complaint about one of us. And that, and you know, we'll be perfectly happy with that. So I'm sure there's a rating system somewhere below this podcast. Please click on five stars and then say, Billy, Joe, Josh, you both, you all suck. No, I'll Except, give you the perfect comment. Josh it. is a curmudgeon. Okay. Put that spell check, if, spell we get, check that. if we get Josh is a curmudgeon anywhere, I'll take a fireball bet next podcast. Like I'll just take a fireball shot, I guess. And I still haven't had to take one yet. Only one. Fisher's coming for your ass. Let's just put it that way. Fisher. All right, Joe, get us out of here. All right, guys, go in your games this week. Pay attention to your lineups. Look at the matchups. Listen to what we talked about over here. It's crunch time. This is how you get to the playoffs. This is the home stretch. Do it. Make trades. Improve your team constantly. So don't just sit and ride. Please be active out there. We're all going to win our leagues this week, and we're going to be really happy next week. So good night.